Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Listen, before we get started, I want to tell you, I'm going to be at Indie PopCon in Indianapolis, Indiana, August 25 through 27. So come on down. Let's have some Gilmore fun. Love seeing you guys and uh, we're going to have a good time. Okay, let's get started here. Episode 19, season five, but I'm a Gilmore and I am joined by my intrepid crew, Daniel Romo, Tara Sood, Amy Sugarman, who cannot be seen but will be heard i know it's so weird my mic is working but my camera mm-hmm. isn't working but yet i can see all of you and you all look amazing it You're is like- uh we're going to have to make some adjustments here uh but we'll get through it the ironic thing is it's probably the best you've ever sounded <laughs> is that mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god that's so weird what is You're like the voice of god mm. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank you. Well, Wait. anyway, so this is uh, this podcast brought to you by Our Heart Radio and One Eleven Productions, and uh, what did everybody think? Well, Scott, wait. Yes, first, I have to tell you two things. Hmm. Number one, and I apologize that I did not realize this last week. Mm. That was Jared Padalecki's last episode ever mm. in the series until the movies. 
last oh. week's episode. Last oh. week's episode. Well, and no so wonder he was so grumpy. The diorama <laughs> one. And I like feel bad that we didn't give him the proper... I don't know. Should we give him a big send off today? Yeah, because it was sort of like, it's weird. I would be disappointed as that being Dean's last appearance, except for the final scene that he had with you. Oh Mm. my God, you're, you're in Dean, Jared's final scene on Gilmore Girls until the movies. This is, uh, I mean, it's just going to force me to redefine my terms. <laughs> I, I, it's shocking, and it's wonderful, and it's sad, and I miss him. It is it's a little sad that there's no Dean or Jess. There's got to be a like Dean that, or a, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know what it made him. me do? It made me go YouTube the, his scene from the movie. I was like, oh, my God, he, that's it? So then I but went they to- can't. they can't. These guys went off to... Other shows. Uh, Dean yeah. was doing, I mean, Jared was doing Supernatural. Milo yeah. was doing uh, Heroes. That's right. Yeah. 2005. Right? I think 2005 was when Supernatural started, right? It mm-hmm. was. That's, yeah. that's right. So he oh, went yeah. off. They, and, they got those youngins uh, on shows, man. Yeah, he had huge success on that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But um, that was like kind of, it made me a little sad. The other mm-hmm. thing that's got me in kind of a full panic is that mm-hmm. we're in episode 19 of season five why the why the panic though we only have two seasons left but we're gonna drag it out we're true but still it's just like that's crazy yeah well we've been we've been just nose to grindstone really cranking them out haven't we Mm -hmm. every week i mean man also Um, before we begin shout out to the hmm. like the people that listen to this podcast are some of the funniest people. The comments this week had me dying laughing. Like I was laughing out loud. I'm not going to lie. At one point I was reading it on the potty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, is where you want to be. <laughs> Why did I admit that? It's lucky that the one day you can't see me because my face is bright red right now. Like, why did I just oh. say that? Anyway. Because you are uninhibited, you are carefree, you're a Northern California hippie, you know, you just let it fly. And that's what we love about you. True, but I think I'm going to be quiet now because that was embarrassing. You guys go. <laughs> no, 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 you, you cannot be silenced. You can't silence yourself. Come on now. Um, anyway, what do we think of this episode? It was good. It was good. Um, good it's amazing yeah it's uh, i would i would have to say it's a big fat 600 foot home run totally there's a lot of thoughts that we need to we need to dissect a lot that's all i'm gonna say yeah we really need we need to go through this uh amikins uh we really really need to go through this but it was it was was, getting ready for a world of hurt but yeah this episode is such a comeback from the week before. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, and you it's so interesting. You know it right away. You're like, oh, we're back. This is amazing. Yeah. That was. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. Mm. That last episode was brutal. Hyster- <laughs> hysterically funny episode. This one was. Hysterically. Right out the gate when they're all hung over. I know we have to do the synopsis. And then Kirk says, Abazamas. <laughs> he needs a Mars bar. Yeah. All the things. For me, <laughs> those kitchen scenes were the least 
uh, entertaining for me, but uh, the rest of it was great. Anyway, so let's synopsize. Uh, I think, Danielle, you're strapping on your synopsizations uh, <laughs> tools and let her fly, kid. All right. This is season five, episode 19, but I'm a Gilmore. Air date, April 26, 2005. Rory realized she is not good at casually dating, so she tries to break it off with Logan when he decides he'll give the boyfriend thing a try. Lorelai needs to find a replacement cook when a pregnant Suki is ordered to stay in bed, Paris uses her nanny to care for a sick Doyle, and Rory goes home with Logan to meet the Huntsburgers. It was all epic. Every single one of those things you just went through, every single storyline, I freaking loved. Luke cooking in the in the, the Huntsburgers, please. They're horrific, but they're a 10 out of 10. Danny, 10 out of 10. Doyle, 10 out of 10. Logan, 100 million out of 10. Like, oh. <laughs> Scott, what did you feel overall? I told you, I thought it was a, a great episode. I laughed my, you know what's off. I, I mean, it was hysterically funny. You were it, particularly it, good. Like moving around that kitchen could mm. not have been easy. No, mm. no. Mm. You know, I mean, I was very pleased uh, with uh, the performance, and especially the scene with Suki when I took the ladle away from her because I thought it was very measured, <laughs> and, and I thought I finally got the style or the tone of the show, and it was it wasn't all of this anger. It was even it was because the anger gets in the way of the humor. And yeah. uh, I thought this was funnier because I held back on the anger a lot. So I was kind of pleased about that. Oh, that's such an interesting take because that's true. Because mm-hmm. you really did have to like do that right with Melissa right. McCarthy. You got to do the could... tone right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ladle grab, by the way, agree. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was like, is there going to be sauce spilling all over that comforter? Her plates were already <laughs> making me so nervous. It was like. And so yeah, that was like a dance. You had to kind of really right. nail that. Because if I watch, you know, Luke rant and he gets angry, it's not as funny to me as what I saw in this episode because he held back the anger. So the Luke rant, you can enjoy the Luke rant. It's actually funnier. So, mm-hmm. Do you speak fluent Spanish? Because you nailed. No. Yeah, because you nailed your parts. Uh-huh. Both English and Spanish. Like I thought, oh, I just assumed you spoke fluent Spanish. No, my Spanish, uh, I took Spanish in high school. I, you know, I, I spent a winter uh, in Dominican Republic. I spent a winter in Puerto Rico. My sister speaks fluent Spanish. So, yeah, I mean, I can get by. Yeah, you, know, you did I, good. I can go to a Spanish speaking country and get by. Yeah. But I'm not fluent. I'm not fluent by any means. And did they have to coach you? Can you remember with all that cooking? Because I was wondering that too, as you were sprinkling the parsley, I'm like, is there like some chef expert? Because that's like a fine dining restaurant and you Uh, want to make it. As I recall, I do believe there was somebody there because I I remember asking a lot of questions. Okay, so when I'm preparing this, I should be brushing. How should I brush the, the, the duck and... So on and so forth. But it, it wasn't terribly complicated. You know, it was just sort of a brushing and and then a sprinkling. And I didn't really, really was that big a deal. I think you so. did it right, though, because I think that could take it sideways. I don't know, Danielle Tar, if you guys agree. The kitchen stuff made me think that Luke slash Scott were was a, you know, 
a Michelin star chef. However but that's say. the most important part of the role. Yes. You know, you have to nail that stuff. That's the most important stuff. I and just got to. Yeah, yeah, I just ahead. love that like Luke is like a fancy chef. Like we saw that in their date night at home, you know, mm-hmm. but like he owns a diner, you know, it's like this guy can make a duck and like make these fancy meals. But at the end of the day, he just wants to serve up some coffee and pancakes and stuff, you know, like <laughs> right. it's like a nice it's, trick in his back pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she I'm wondering, knew I'm, I'm wondering why I never, never came out with a cookbook. Oh my God. In real life. Never too I'll late. Co- I think I'll come out Dude, with a cookbook. It's not too late. I, let's let's do a cookbook. I want to do a cookbook. Uh, hello. That'll, we that'll are be... happy to participate in the <laughs> I am all in cookbook. Yeah, we should do it. <laughs> also, man, I got some real recipes and I am an actual cook. I mean, I really do cook a lot. I love cooking. So um, I can contribute a bomb gluten-free banana bread. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I have one called Ritzy Chicken. Okay, I'm not joking, guys. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do an I am all in cookbook. Great. Perfect. I think it's a good I think it's a great idea. Let publishers listening, give us a ring. We're ready. You know, I I think uh, I have uh, I have the perfect uh, uh, person. Well, this all worked out. Good talk. See y'all later. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the beginning. I know you, this isn't your favorite scene. I actually love this scene with them all being hungover and Lorelai coming in with the tacos. And she says, good morning, Vietnam. And just like kind of realizing Rory was really kind of a mess and they were all throwing up and vomiting. And the whole thing was, I just laughed. Eh, didn't get me laughing. Really? It was just, it, it reminded me too much of the, of, of the diorama episode. And I was like, oh God, uh. not more of this, <laughs> not more of this, please just end the kitchen with the Kirk and the thing. And let's, can we do, let's go. And I, I want to get her on another horse and gallop. Let's go. Kirk with the Abba Zabba's killed me, but oh, also she, you kind of learn she said too much because she was babbling about Logan while drunk on the bathroom floor. There was some funny jokes about the bathroom floor hasn't been cleaned in like a hundred years. And then she really doesn't want to talk to her mom about it. Yeah. She and it's like, ignores it. So my question for you guys is, does she not want to talk to her mom about it? Because her mom is going to be like way too much the voice of reason. And Rory but also, is, I told you so. Yeah. yeah. It's also Rory is very uh, un-Rory like, I guess we could say with Logan. I'm not sure what what do you you know? Give her a break, man. She just likes the guy. She Dude, likes everything about the guy. Why can't I'm she in. be? Why can't she be all starry eyed? Uh, look, you know she's had to deal with uh, a long line of bums. I mean, give me it. Come on, she now she's got somebody who uh, who might be an actual catch. You know, there might be a, a real future, and I, uh, she's starry eyed. I agree. I am cool with it. I think it's interesting because I think as we go through this, that Danielle and Tara may have a contrarian view, but I think let her kind of, it's, it's hard to analyze because she's definitely sort of a puppy dog or whatever the word is like letting Logan rule the situation. Ish, I guess ish. It's like she goes to the door 
to tell him she's out. I don't know. Let's break it down. So how happy were you to see Logan on that couch? Uh, very actually I said, yay. Now we got a Logan episode. So I was like, okay, cool. Now what about that music he was listening to? Was that a bit? Oh odd? yeah. What was we, have it? To find, we have to find out what that music was. Cause that was very, that was strange music. That'd be interesting. Yeah. It was, to, a, little, a, little, it was a little off, but I was like, is it supposed to be like, it's really intelligent listening to like this music. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the vibe I got. You know, at least it wasn't Edith Piaf or Serge Gainsborough or something. Gainsborough. Also, that that place isn't as nice as the place he gets later on. I was like right. surprised. I had forgotten that he sort of has that sort of crappy dorm room or whatever that right. is. It wasn't right. that great. And the rando roommate that we don't really know. Mm-hmm. But so what did you think when Rory was at the door? I thought a great. I thought good for her. She's she's being who she is. She's expressing who how she feels, and she wants. She's not that kind of girl, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I like it. I like Rory standing up for herself. And were you surprised when he said, "Okay, fine, I'll do it. I'll be your boyfriend." Yeah, but I, he went through fits and starts to get to that point, <laughs> and I think that was good acting on his part. Yeah, because he can't fall easily. He's giving right. him, and if I'm her and I'm watching him do this, you know, this hesitation thing and with her sister, well, come to dinner while we'll talk, you know, about it. And mm-hmm. let you know. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's giving himself some runway to, to sort of back out. And that's kind of, I don't I thought she would have just stopped him and said, you know what? I've got my answer. Thanks. Bye. So, okay. What are, so you, what are you hesitating for? You know, and so- I, but I think she's respecting the fact that, you know, he is a uh, bit of a bomb vivant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the one yes. thing that was annoying for him to say, okay, fine, I'll be your boyfriend. He went through like all these things of like basically saying, well, you're saying that I have to do, you know, like I don't, mm-hmm. he was like kind of putting mm-hmm. the blame on her for right. his decision. And it's just like, just say no. You know what? I agree. I want to be your boyfriend. You know, like it, he was right. just using her words to, to basically give an excuse as to why he's saying, fine, let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. And that's but, what's so fascinating because the unrory like part is she's so smitten with him that she pushes back for like a hot minute. And then she's like, okay, great. And you can see mm-hmm. she's so happy. She was so devastated, more devastated than ever thinking she was going to, he hadn't called and she's going to lose him. And she tries to be strong and be like, you can't do it. And he's like, if I say I can, I can. I've rectified the situation. And he's sort of so Logan-y. That yeah, how like, annoying was that? I rectified the situation. It's like, bro, come on. You oh, didn't yeah. rectify anything. Like, stop, mm-hmm. like, becoming the hero in this situation. Like, just annoying. say you want it, too. Right, right, to right, you, yeah. not to me. <laughs> me, so, like, loves him. Was like On a certain, you know. on a certain level, it was pretty insulting to Rory about how he went about that because he find, how would he justify it to himself he goes well I like to try new things and you know this could right. be interesting you know it's like what yeah. what am I a science experiment over here you know right. get and out of my girl. face dude you know look at me <laughs> <Get out>. <laughs> <laughs> what well, and then the girl showing up at the door I was just kind of like Rory yeah. like it's yeah. not good like for me I was like it's he can't change overnight no 
Even if he does, I'm not saying he can change at all. Maybe he can't, maybe he can. Probably but like not. literally the door opens and it's a girl and it's like, well, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. The phone rings, it's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. exactly. So you're all helping me prove my point that I just couldn't express properly is that Rory is being unRory-like. She would never sort of put up with all that, but she's so into him and I understand it. That it's like, yeah, she's just so stoked that they're not breaking up. She's so stoked that she's sort of like, we'll be happy with this. Well, if I say I can, I can. I'll rectify the situation. Listen, and then let's smart, tell that girl I'm not going to go buy her lunch. Ooh, Logan, Logan. Smart, <laughs> good looking, rich, connected, aloof. That's mm-hmm. a powerful combi- com- combination for, you know, 19 year old to, to possess. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think Logan is really feeling? I think he absolutely see. I think he knows what he is. Mm-hmm. I think he likes that he can have anybody he wants. And I don't think he's changing. But he, I think mm-hmm. he sees, with Rory, he sees uh, the two paths that his life could take. And he's choosing, he wants to, he doesn't want to have to choose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. He doesn't he just wants to have a convenient situation with Rory because he knows how special she is. He wants to keep her around. Um I also hoping, think hoping that he gets sick of philandering mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with all of these temporary situations, right? Um but he can't expect anybody's gonna wait around. But you know, guys like that, they do. They expect people, they string people along for uh-huh. year after year after year after year without making any kind of commitment. So the only, at least Rory's smart enough to, you know, to put her cards on the table and say, hey, pal, yeah. you know, bl- blank or get off the pot. But, yeah. I, but I think he does like the chase of that. Like right. in the yeah. sense that like he's not 100% in control. I mean, he's like 90% in control, but that 10% where she's <laughs> like, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, like I think yeah. he's not used to that. Like I think he's right. used to like a girl being in the wings, waiting, showing up at the door, calling him on the phone, doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to just waiting on his every move versus she's like, you know what? I can't do it. So like, I think... He likes the thrill of that and not. Yeah, I think two things were interesting. One is how many girls he has, because one's on the phone, one's at the door. She's there. There were he's got a lot of ladies he's sort of uh, dating around with. Number two, she's definitely the winner of the ladies or the girls, however you want to say it. Right. Like she's the. He's the most intrigued with her. He likes her the most, but he sure was going out to, I mean, that girl comes to the door and says, I wanted you to buy me lunch. Like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I also think, uh, I'll bring it up later, but I think the end of the episode made me think why he doesn't commit. Oh, because of his terrible parents? Yeah, I'll bring it oh, up. Oh, because does, he, yeah. he doesn't want to bring her into that insanity? Yeah. And he's the heir of the throne. I like right. almost threw up in my mouth when he was <laughs> like that. There's so uh, much to discuss when we get to that. Yeah. All right. So let's switch to Paris and Doyle, which I got to say, I love them. <laughs> like so, Doyle is kind of rad. Like a perfect match for each other. Yeah, that is that is one wacky couple. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of funny when Logan later acknowledges it, like after the whole, you know, episode happens at the Huntsburgers, and he's like, "I just, I can't take any more crazy and go into your dorm room tonight, like with Paris." It's like it's so. You know, I'd watch that show if the the Paris and Doyle show. I would watch that show. They're so wacky, and yeah. They're so, good, they're so good together that 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 could be its own show. 
And I kind of love Nanny and I love that she calls Nanny and that she's like going to be a medical student. She's she's pre-med, but it doesn't like. And then she's like, can everybody stop saying that? Like just their whole thing. He was a great fake sick actor too. I was like, he seems sick. That cough was Mm -hmm. disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just liked that whole thing. Yeah, I like that she backed away and said, "I just I can't do this. I, yeah. I don't." Uh, but you're yeah. but you're but you're med, but you're pre med. <laughs> really not the point. She got the heck out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I was very pleased with <laughs> Michelle in this episode too because mm-hmm. he was quite funny on the phone when she's like, "Well, how is she?" And he kind of has that classic line like, uh, "He um, does ain't no mountain high enough." Yeah, come on, that was that was the line of the episode. One of them anyway. That whole thing was just, he was really back and bringing her into the kitchen and kind of like telling Lorelai, like, none of these people do what she does, you know? But that's, that's how he's, Michelle is, is a dish best served on the side. Yes. You know, and with, with quippy, great little lines, he's great. He's not a meal. He's, but he's great in that supporting role where he comes in and just delivers the funny stuff. I feel the no. same way about Kirk. I don't think I'd watch a whole Kirk episode. Right, I right, just need right. those sprinklings with the Abba Zabba's and the Mars bar and the whole same with yeah. Michelle. I just thought mm-hmm. you don't need the full storyline. Yeah. Just little bits to kind of keep mm-hmm. me interested. The one thing that I did notice though, is the duck, the raw duck. Have you guys watched poisoned on Netflix? Mm-hmm. No. The raw duck seemed way too close to the other food to me. Hmm way too close i was like mm-hmm. we're all getting salmonella wow no. <laughs> i, I like, had no oh. such trepidation oh, i literally mm. there was a bowl of something red i couldn't tell if it was a bowl of tomatoes or raspberries and it was like literally almost touching that raw duck and i just mm. i all that was going through my mind is like i don't think this is on proper cutting boards i don't think that kitchen was run as as wonderful as you are scott and a wonderful mm-hmm. chef mm-hmm. That kitchen didn't seem to be following health codes. Let me tell you something. I stepped into somebody else's situation to save their butt. Don't you dare <laughs> criticize me. Don't you do it. <laughs> but did you put walnuts in the sauce? Or what? I so put sad. cashews, walnuts, peanuts, anything I damn well please. What was that thing she <laughs> says in the Bechanel? I don't know what Bechanel is. I have no idea what she's talking about. Yeah, Straining the sauce. And the, oh, yeah, I, don't like, strain okay. it through it up. Right. Anyway, so then very cute. Lorelai calls you and you say, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. And just very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. That's the guy. So then we but go it's a, back. But, but it's also like a, it's a great opportunity for him to get out of his diner. Totally. And to do some real cooking, which I'm sure he was looking forward to doing. Yeah. And take command of that kitchen and really, yeah. you know. I enjoyed Luke out of the diner. Like, yeah, I, I like those scenes. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, and you very much, that's why I'm like, um, did like Luke go to like cooking school or the Cordon Bleu that I missed? Because like, you totally know what you're doing in there. I know duck. <laughs> yeah, I know how to do duck. Yeah, no big deal. What did he do before he had Luke? Open the diner. Yeah, maybe he went to cooking He might have gone to cooking school. He might have gone like maybe. somewhere in Hartford or something. Does anyone in this room... Meaning us like duck. Oh God, baby duckling is wonderful. Oh God, oh, no. oh wonderful. No. There was a place in New York City I used to go to when I lived there. 
almost once a week, and they had the best Wisconsin duckling. It was just no. Oh, it was scrumptious. Yeah, it, it sounds very expensive. Like it doesn't feel like you're going to like get duck on a, you know, like the way like I go and I'm like at the I don't know the chicken, chicken place at the Country Mart. Like duck seems so fancy and expensive. I've had foie gras in Paris, and it's oh, just God. way too fatty for me. Like, it and was just oh. horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, look, what's the point of living in New York if you're not going to go to the great restaurants? There's a ton of them. You know? What's that Who, who cares stuff how much that, it is? It's like, it's great. I'm a foodie. It's great food. What's that appetizer that's liver that people mm-hmm. think is so fancy? It's so uh, Liver pate? Pate. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, the worst. Yeah. The actual the worst. worst. Oh, horrible. Man. Horrible. Really? I can't believe you ate foie gras, Danielle. And snails, escargot. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. You have to. You've got to do it. <laughs> you got to, yeah. Come on. It's oh. great stuff. No. Prepared properly and served well. Mm. So, okay, we go back to the dorm room. Which <laughs> still, I'm still kind of like Logan's dorm room is not great, but. And there's a girl there, and immediately Rory's got the face. She's super mad because mm-hmm. she knows deep down, too. And then we realize it's Logan's sister. And I thought they were adorable together. Mm-hmm. I thought I they was, had I, a, It really humanized him for me. Yes. I, I loved the relationship with the sister. It made me want to give Nick a brother and... You know, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. What are you doing tonight? You know? <laughs> and it's yeah. just like it was really great that he had that bright shining light of a sister and that she was so good in that scene and she's such a terrific actress and she had a great totally. role and she was being engaged and she was excited and And she really was, leans was, on her baby brother and he's, oh, yeah. you know they really have each other's backs. I thought that was super cute i just love them yeah i also noticed there was like a random photo of the golden gate bridge in logan's dorm room which Mm. maybe some expert knows why but i thought that was interesting Mm. uh well they probably own the same they probably own the san francisco chronicle (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) actually good one I thought it was interesting that she was like, I covered you and you sank that yacht off the coast oh of Sandra Pay or whatever it was. <laughs> well, and it's like, a callback. <laughs> it's a callback to when we learn yeah. from Doyle. I thought that was really funny that we learned from Doyle about the yacht. And then here we got like three more boat things too, because he's like, I drive our boat fine, just not other boats. You know, like there's a lot of callbacks to that. Mm. We also learned he had a huge crush on Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Which I enjoyed. So we also start to learn, like, uh, when, he, when he was a boy. Yeah, when he was younger. Right. And, and Honor invites, invites Rory to the dinner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can't, can't and we learn that. that the Huntsburgers are not the nicest, uh, the, the nicest parents on the block, is maybe what I'll say. Yeah. They sound stressful. Yeah, but the mother was 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 fantastic. She was so kind of out of it, and obviously she was on some kind of medication <laughs> that made her space out a little bit. And, and but she but she was so f- nice. She was so phony nice, but saying the most horrible things. And it was just a really powerful so, combination. Yeah, she plays that perfectly. Oh, but I love perfection. Leanne Hunley. Like, do you did I don't know if Tara and Danielle did, but 
Scott Liam Hunley to me. I mean, she's done so many things. Oh, she's, she's like major. Great. Yeah. Like was... if you guys look at her resume, it's legit. And I think Gosh. she was in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Like she's done a ton of things and she plays that character perfectly. Just like you said, she does seem a little uh something. And then how she's sneaking out to smoke. That's so great. Like literally. Right. So great. So addicted. So, okay. so 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 out of it. So just like I live in this world with this man and fuck with all this. So okay. One little note in the scene in the dorm room with Logan and Rory and Honor. Did anybody see how cute Rory's outfit and tights were? Like she's so cute with Logan and all put together and the whole thing. And she was wearing like uh what are those called? Fishnets. Fishnets. Yeah. "Yeah, See, you noticed too. No, I did notice it. I just like, and even part of this, the dinner scene, which we'll get to soon. She was, she's just so doting on like all of these Huntsburgers. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, I didn't buy it that much in the Mm. sense of, oh my God, look at the ceiling of your house or, oh my God. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just like too to um like she has that in her right in her right. blood already so why is why is it such a big deal i guess is what i get I'm that to say. that's a good point they're they're very rich but the Huntsburgers are a whole level above oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah they make the gilmores look like yeah and like yeah. even if you're okay so say this even if you have a nice house but you go to like a nicer house you're still gonna be like wow yeah i'm not i'm gonna have her back on it I'm, I'm not mad at her yet. And she's noticing the art. I mean, yeah, you can be like, wow, beautiful house. But like, just like, oh, my God. Like, she's like, as um, if she's never like she stepped she into a nice house before. Like, she goes there to a nice house every Friday night. Like, she has to be jaded to a certain extent. Oh, that, that place was pretty spectacular. I do see what you're saying, though. She's a little bit. Uh, she's too like uh, like a puppy dog. Yeah, I could see that. Or yeah, what's the word for that? She's a little bit unRory like. She's a little um Scott, how would you describe how Rory acts with Logan? It's like I'm not mad at it. It's very deferential to him. What is it? It's kind of just like I think she still pictures herself like below him even though her grandparents mm-hmm. are Gilmores. Like she even says at the end of the episode, like, but I'm a Gilmore, right? You know, which right, means right. something. But like, how come when she walked in, based on I like, think, didn't... sorry, Tara, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I think she did not expect that, though. I think she walked in thinking she was going to crush that room. Like, parents freaking love me. I'm going to nail this. He was more nervous than her. Right. Beautiful that house. was that was the, yeah. They set us up for that joke. Yes. Or she, that turn of events. Because she said, I got this. I'm used to this. And then she goes in and she's gushy. So, yeah. It's yeah. Just, and she's sort of like, I know yeah. how to deal with this. Like my mom, mm-hmm. you know, basically has the same parents as you. And she's making the small talk and she's being so charming. And then they gut her. They gut her. It was gnarly. But I thought she handled herself very well. Totally. An obviously uncomfortable situation for everybody else that she didn't, you know, she hadn't uh, 
figured out yet what the heck was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So she just was being, you know, a a polite and a little chatty, wanted to get things rolling, you know, and... um, you you know, I, I thought she handled it very well. She she did show that she she had learned from all those Friday night dinners. You know, do you get the vibe that this mm. show wants to convey the uber rich as sort of terrible people? Because think about this: of the Huntsburgers are pretty bad. The grandpa and Mrs. Huntsberger are. Mister Huntsberger so far doesn't seem as bad, but we learn later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Schaefer's parents were terrible. Remember when they come over and start the full brawl with the Gilmores? The Gilmores, I love them, love them so much, but they're kind of terrible. Like we're learning every very rich character of the generation above Lorelai. Yeah, yeah but I'm not, but, 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 but okay, so that, so what does it take to get that rich if you come from nothing? Let's assume uh, Mitchum Hunsberger comes from nothing. He was a journalism student, you know, at mm-hmm, Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So he's a smart kid. He's an educated. He came out of uh, Columbia or something like that, right? And he just sort of built up as he acquired a newspaper with a group of guys, his first one. And then, you know, he's mm-hmm. a, a natural leader and, a, and people follow him and he's decisive. And he knows how to glean, he knows how to measure value in companies. And, um, you know, he got an MBA and, and he just started acquiring properties and he got a relationship with a bank. And, you know, it turns a person into uh, a general, you know, they have to, uh, yeah. they, they, they have to um, delegate very well to, you know, lieutenants and sergeants mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of a thing. It's, it's a lot of stress. So it's a lot of gross. pressure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I get where you're coming from. And we haven't seen the dark side of Mitchum yet, but like, if, okay. wait a minute. If, you, if you're Christopher's dad and you see what your son turned out to be, you wouldn't be pissed off. Give me a break. I just don't know that I'd be so gross. What do you mean? What are you talking about? That's your, so... that's your son. Okay. But think about this, Scott. Think about this. So you, so you either, so you either, you know, uh, uh, screw him up further by being, you know, a, a D bag or. Or you you compassionate and you kind of try to help them, but these that's okay. not that generation. That's they they either, it's like what's wrong well, with you? They think there's something me, wrong. Let with me them. ask there you is. this way, right? Yeah. For fancy rich people, yeah. I believe no matter what they're thinking, they would never. And and Emily and Richard are they they don't do this in public. They behave properly. I think it's a little bit crazy to think that the grandpa and Mrs. Huntsberger are going to act like that to Rory's face. I'm it not was, saying it, it was, a, yeah, it was a little too direct. Right. And but, just like talking like all that in front of her, like to me, those people, but that's the show, but that's the right. style of the show. The show is dialogue. It's words, right? It's not a film where they can be subtle about it. Right. right, they can do it with uh, you know the nod of a head or a couple of looks. This is a TV show that is that has verbiage, so they right. have to do it with words. So they hit you in the face with words, and these characters say the words. Well, and without and, it, we wouldn't have such a magnificent scene mm-hmm. that we're all going to talk about ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. It just was like, I mean, Danielle, Tara, like. Are you ever going to go to a dinner with your boyfriend and the parents are going to act like that? Like, I can't. That's like, what? My in-laws couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> like, I could like not I would be run. more opposite. I would run. Mm-hmm. I would like, if if that's what the first date with the boyfriend's parents are like, I would mm-hmm. be like, We're, I can't do this. That's interesting. I don't she know. Really- like, in that, in that situation, I would, the one thing I didn't and I guess I get it because it's like she's in college. Like, you know, it's not like you're a full grown adult and can prove yourself. I mean, you can do that at 19 years old, but 
she's probably intimidated. But like, I wish part of part of me wishes that Rory stood her ground and was like, you know what? I am a good catch. Like, I am awesome. I am a Gilmore. I, you know, although like I wasn't raised, you know, in this cookie cutter, you know, rich world, I am an awesome person. You know, like I just wish she just like did something like that instead of just having them literally bulldoze her over. Like she was bulldozed. Yeah. And like, I just wish, I don't know. Part of me just wishes she just like kind of gave him a little zing with being a little respectful and walked away, you know, like she just, I don't know. I also wonder if it would have made a difference if they had been boyfriend and girlfriend for a longer period of time before meeting the parents. Like, would she have stood up with, would she have stood up for herself if like her and Logan were officially a couple for like two, Mm. three months rather than like two, three days? I don't know. I don't know. I think that would have been so awkward if that really happened that you would play it exactly the way they did because you just are like you know what i'm not going to overstep here i'm going to let my boyfriend handle this at the end of the day i'm not related to these crazy people and I'm why did they jump all the over door. rory though that was just the first time they'd met her and they were just started dating i mean so what he, he brings her to dinner to meet the family because they to them feel, that was a serious move right yes they feel he's never done that he's never called someone his girlfriend right. he's marrying right. this girl uh-huh. he is in college you know, well, that's I what know. I was going to say that it made me think of him not being able to commit like Logan's not the guy to commit. And maybe he knew that this deep down, he knew this would happen. Like he that's what I'm wondering. What do you guys think on that? All of you. Did he know that this could go this way or was he completely like gobsmacked, as they say, that his parents like did? This? No, no. He, I think he kind of expected it. Yeah, because he says it himself, like, Josh is different, like, because Rory asked about, like, why don't they care about the guy that doesn't talk, speak a word? And he's like, because he's not the heir to the family business, you know, like, so Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. is on a different pedestal, even within his own family. Right. Maybe maybe Logan did it intentionally to get Rory to back off. No. Maybe he knew. Maybe he's so diabolical in his thinking. No, no. I get what you're But this was a from. way to create distance. Like, here's here's my getaway plan. No, you know, because she, he she comes won't want over. me as much. I I could believe that, except no, for the final scene. No, because he comes <laughs> back and he's so darling. And I mean, look, it, look, he could be a master manipulator. Who knows? For Logan haters, it's a way to get her back on the. Uh, you know, on the rotation, right? Like just right. add her to the rotation. She'll go back into the rotation after this horrible dinner, and I won't have to deal with. And then I can see all the other girls. Well, all I have to do is take one of them to dinner, and it freaks them out, and they just right. go back in the rotation. Because <laughs> I get this every time. I can you you think Rory's the first girl to demand a boyfriend girlfriend? A no, girlfriend she's, the, from she's the first one. He said yes. Home. He, Wait, Tara, what were you going to say? That's what he said. That's not necessarily true. No, it's true. He's How never. No, because I know. Yeah, he I might know. be. I'll tell you, he might be a real operator. That guy. Wait, Tara, what was your question? Then I want to ask you all. So I, I have a question because maybe think about it at the end. So the grandfather was the one who really brought it up. Not even the mom. Right. Do you think that Mitchum? Because Mitchum was like, "What happened? Like, let me find out." Like he walked in, kind of just like, "What's going on?" Do you think Mitchum knew? what the grandfather was going to ask or do you think even said that logan was like you know exactly what happened 
Yeah. Like, but do you think Mitchum knew you. that this is what the dinner was going to yes, be? Yes, Mitchum's a jerk play, pretending to be a good dude. Right yeah. Dude, yeah. And you, Come oh, on. We got to talk about the last scene. Yeah, yeah but look, what, look, at, look at the grandfather. Look at what his dad is. So, so Mitchum learned it from him. Is that his dad or her dad? I think it's his dad because it's, it's Hunt's burger. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's his, his dad. And the mom is so, like, the reason she's so medicated and smoking is she's so, like, <laughs> the so, nerve. Like, controlled by these people. <laughs> the right, nerve but, to right, bring up exa- the other girl. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what happened to, what was Fallon. her name? Fallon. Maybe, Fallon. Maybe, maybe, they oh. were, maybe they were talking about um, Mitchum's wife when they were talking to Rory because this one slipped in and she's not appropriate kind of, and it's right? been hell for her <laughs> and for us. She's not one of us. She smokes. She's on medication. She's, she's going to therapy. You know, she can't handle this and we don't want this to happen again. Yeah. She right? seems a little, um, Stepfordy. Like, you know, when she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, Emily doesn't know how to throw a party. And then she just mm-hmm. goes back to like frozen face. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. Like, first of all, they're tight with the hunt with the Gilmores. Like mm-hmm. Richard fully knows Logan. So she was so pod like when she's like, oh, yes, that's right. You're Emily's granddaughter. Right, she's and then just... you find out they know everything. They know everything about Lorelai. They're calling out. It's, this isn't just because of your mother. And it's just like, oh, my God, what a bunch of. She's swear- just, I just want to swear. She's just trying to get through another night. Dealing with Mitchum's affairs at his office. He knows she knows what he's doing back at the office and late for dinner. It's like, oh God. You know. Let me ask you this, and this is really a question to everyone listening. For the Logan haters, does this episode make you hate him less? Hmm. It's a wash. It's a wash. Because because he does the right thing. Every step of the way. Yes, I understand he hemmed and hawed in the beginning, but he does say, okay, I'm going to be your boyfriend. I'm going to do this right. Then he's so cute and wonderful with his sister. Then he does take Rory there. First of all, his Porsche, by the way. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love him so much. I was just like, I want to be in that Porsche. I want to be at this dinner. Even if they rip me to shreds, I don't care. So... Then he does the right thing. He fully leaves with her. Then, yes, he's sort of so shook by everything that happened that he goes for a walk, but he comes back. Like, criticize him, I guess, but, like, what did he do? Like, he's kind of doing the right thing all around here. I feel like people will argue that he should have known what, like, Rory was, like, throwing. Right. He was throwing Rory, like, into, like, the lines. You know what I mean? She was getting thrown into the holes. He didn't invite her. His sister invited her. He just obviously said, yes, come. And he was doing it for his sister. His sister asked him to be there to help her out. So, yeah. But I feel like he also could have been, like, maybe this isn't the time. Like, I, I could see both sides. Like, I can see him not wanting to reveal what his family's really like to mm-hmm, Rory. Because mm-hmm. you don't talk down your family, right? But they, they kind of talked about that on the way over, you know? like, And mm. she was like, I am no stranger to crazy families. Right, like, I right, got this. Right. I do this every Friday. You know, like, he did kind of give her a warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will but that say. Was a, that was a different level of crazy. And, yeah, and I agree. Uh, that, that, was, that was just... Whew. 
<laughs> you very, know what I really it was need? And it was hysterically funny. It <laughs> you know was what really I really funny. need right now is a Emily Richard Huntsberger showdown. Oh, like, right. I need it so <laughs> bad, and I hope it's coming up in Danielle. the next few episodes. Danielle. Uh-huh. Good prediction. It's, it's happening. No, no, <laughs> yes. no, no. Don't, don't tease you, us. You know, you, get, you, get, you, know, you get something. When Emily, sorry, not Emily, when Rory tells Richard, like, oh you know, God. Richard's going to defend Rory until the end of time. Right. <sighs> and they're going to yes. be so pissed. They are going to be so No, don't, don't tell. I'm taking the earphones off. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if I didn't know what was going to happen. Imagine mm-hmm. Emily and Richard finding out that the Huntsburgers, their alleged friends, and I use quotes, attacked their granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. we we all at know a dinner You're, party gosh. and said she wasn't good enough. Oh, now <laughs> if I may, mm-hmm. Emily has done that to Jess and Dean at Friday night dinner. Okay, she did yes. the same gnarly thing, and I did want to put. I did want to say this today. It is really interesting now that, you know, Jess and Dean are behind us. Their last episodes, you know, are over. It is quite interesting that Rory is now in their shoes. Mm-hmm. It was Even very with interesting. her, like, high, you know, fanciness, she's not fancy enough. It's you all scales of richiness. Do you think that Logan is... Like Lorelai, and he's looking for a star's hollow. Hmm? No. No. I, <laughs> I think I like he likes his I, life I, too much. No. I like that you're putting that out there, Scott, because he's I like what pati- you're saying. He, I think he, he likes that she's so smart. That's what I, I think he's completely. Because look, she's very darling and beautiful, and I know he's attracted to her, but the girl knock knocking at the door was like a smoke show. So right. my thing's like. He is intrigued by her, her personality, her smarts, her ping pong that she does with him verbally, her, you know, standing up to him. So I think he 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 likes her. He genuinely likes her. Mm-hmm. So I want to take back my comment. I just Googled um, that Jess does come back in season six. <laughs> So, <laughs> ignore oh, that. Did you thought Jess was gone? I thought Jess was done. You were right with what you said. He's behind us for now. That's fine. Yeah. So, okay, let's go back for a minute because we do need to talk about Paris and Doyle for a second and the and the salve, 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 the homemade salve. That was literally Vix. Like, that's what they were alluding to. Like, <laughs> me being Mexican, I can say this. My grandma put that on me every time I was sick. You just get it right on the chest and on the feet. And it works, and I, works I like miracles. That Paris sees that Rory stood up and did what she needed to do. They stopped being like the drunk girls complaining and they're telling these guys what they want. And so Paris follows in Rory's footsteps. So I thought that was great. I also think Paris has the line of the whole episode, which is you landed the whale, you're Annette Benning. Like that was amazing, but also something to talk about. Like you landed the whale. Like sh- everybody knows that nobody has been able to tame Logan. And, and at least she's sort of, trying. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about Lorelai and Rory. When Rory goes home to get the dress, because we skipped over that, and she says, don't say anything. It's like she she knows her mom almost disapproves or wants to talk, and Lorelai's got the pillow over her face. What do you all think? I think Lorelai's letting Rory find her own way and is letting her make her own mistakes. Scott, what do you think? Great scene. Uh Really great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorelai biting the pillow was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with uh, Danielle. 
You know, she's just got to let her make her own way and she's going to make some mistakes. And well, she's holding, she's holding her tongue because Rory asked her to. But then when Rory calls her to tell her what happened and she finally gets to say her piece. And I thought this was a very fast paced scene, but it had the most important thing. She's basically saying to Rory, like, why are you trying to change this guy? Like mm-hmm. all the things that Rory's trying to do and think she's achieving and, you know, the this horrible dinner. And she's like, but I'm a Gilmore. And she says, I'm afraid he's going to bolt. And Laura, like this scene to me is the most important in the whole episode. I'm afraid he's going to bolt. Let him bolt. If this guy's going to bail you because of you're only a Gilmore, let him go. And then she says, like, why are you trying to change somebody? And then Rory says, I'm wondering what I did wrong. It's so classic. She's, she's too young. Right. But she's just too young to be able to play mm-hmm. cards. You know, she's 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 too young to to That's, bluff like that. She's got to be real. You know, you're right. She's too, she's 20 something. She doesn't know. Uh-huh. This is such a disaster. What good mm-hmm. advice though, to be honest, like yeah. totally. If, if he's going to go, just let him like, let him, let him. I think that yeah. was really good advice. It's the only move. There's, and there's no she move. won't because she's so, whatever the word is in love, smitten, whatever it is that when he comes to the door and yes, I admit when Logan comes to the door, he says all the right things and she immediately forgets how Mm -hmm. upset she was. And this is like such a pattern of like 20 something women that you're like, Oh, um, he said, sorry, I'm good. Like he's hurt her twice. He didn't text her for a week or two. She's totally distraught over it. Then she goes to this dinner where his parents rip her and she's so devastated again. And then he just comes like, says a couple magic words. Yeah, and she's but like, wait Everything's a minute. fine now. And his, de- no, he didn't do that. He apologized. He he really felt, maybe he felt really bad about putting her through that. He made a bad decision by inviting her. Um, he felt terrible about it. And he came back and he apologized. And he meant it. He It seemed like he meant it. And he said, let's go to dinner. I agree. You know? But is anyone I, th- else I thought that was a classy move on his Me part. too. I thought he uh, did I, it. And, and she had every, you know, it, um, what else could she do but, you know, like the guy? I again. don't know. That's where I have the question for you, Scott. It's like, I agree. He did everything perfect. I have no complaints. She's, she's a very Logan. compassionate person. She must understand the pressure that he's under. And she's going to help him through it. And I think that's maybe the one of the main attractions that he has for her, that mm-hmm. maybe this is the one that's going to nursemaid me through this. Right. You know, this right, experience, right. because Good I don't point. know if I'm going to take over the family business or if I want to, and it's going to be painful. And I, I need a friend to get me through that and the right partner to get me through that. Yes, know? that's a great point. A really right. good point that he's probably is thinking this is the person that can, mm-hmm. that I should pick. Right. Because on, no- on the other side of the upset, when I tell my dad I'm not going into the family mm-hmm, business, I want to mm-hmm. go on my own, then Rory's my girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's going to, she's not going to judge me for it. And she's, she's sort gonna, of, right. She's sort of the opposite gonna, mm-hmm. of Mrs. Huntsberger. Because but- every other girl he's dating, once they find out he's not taking over the family business, they don't call him anymore. Does any of you feel, though, Danger Will Robinson? Like, this is so potentially bad for Rory. 
And this oh, is sure. me who loves Logan more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to what you said, Amy, about like why is she when picking up the dress, like she's like, oh, not a word, like to Lorelai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she wanted like a I told you so moment and Lorelai being on the phone when Logan comes and her listening and be like, did you hear that? That was Rory's I told you moment. Mm-hmm. Like I told you he's a good guy. Right. What a position to be in. Take over yeah, the family dynasty like, or to go off branch out on your own. Yeah. It's just rough. That's why I love this episode so much because it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. And like we had a fun Luke Lorelai. Like that all was fun. Luke really steps up. He's the perfect boyfriend. They have the funny scenes together. They She's making the dirty jokes in the kitchen. He's doing the amazing cooking. He saves the day. He's. I do actually have a question though. What's the real deal with Suki and Luke? They're so combative. No, it's rival I chefs. Think, I think she knows that Luke's a good chef. I, yeah, right. I think she senses how talented yeah. he is. Yes, she's, she's, she's she admits nervous. it at the end with the pork chops. You know, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I got to study these. They're so dang good. <laughs> because, you know, now, you know, Luke and Lorelai are together. So he's a real threat to her long term employment, right? Maybe. Who knows what they're talking about? <clears throat> It did stress me out. She didn't figure out her backup, though. <laughs> like when, when Lorelai was like, oh, did you send the plan? Right. <laughs> I'm doing that right now, two months in say, advance. Is it hard to believe that there's not one person that she employs in that kitchen that could handle some basic exactly. instructions? Well, I think yes, it's like, like hand the phone over to somebody and talk them through it totally. would, would have solved the whole thing. But I think she's a control freak, so she's yeah. not well, going obviously. to hand it over to anyone. And well, we she learned had to. in the end, they hired she, she was handing it over to Lorelai to write down instructions to tell who's gal in the, in the kitchen how to do things, you know? <laughs> And in the end, yeah. Manny is the one who's going to take over. And Manny was there right, the whole time. Right. Like, we could have just like, what? She could have been training him right. for six months, but right. whatever. Yeah. Right. She, yeah. That being said, I do kind of love the scene with you and Jackson. Because even though, essentially, you're right, Suki's mm-hmm. so unhinged and making you doing her a solid. And that's what nobody seems to be remembering, like, you're doing these people a solid. You left your own business in the hands of somebody else to come over and cover her ass. You're not being paid. You're not being paid to do that. And you're running a whole kitchen and you're freaking exhausted. But Jackson having Suki's back was just so cute husbandy that I kind of yeah. loved it. Yeah. Even though he is totally wrong, his wife was like totally. And the golf cart back home that they stole. <laughs> but wait, Scott, that must have been fun to kind of go like at it with jackson like it's that was a good scene we haven't really seen you guys do before well i didn't have to say anything he just (laughs) spit all over my neck and left yeah just had to listen (laughs) yeah i mean i loved it all like that's the thing the b story was as good as the a story in this and the c story was as good as the a and the b so then we get to the end where i'm just like oh god Mm. Mm -mm -mm. oh yeah Ugh. what do we think like would you take the internship like his argument is kind of correct but it's just oh 
he's it's so blatantly obvious that he's doing this to put them apart Mm -hmm. that's what i thought get her out of town yeah he's like it's only a train ride away right you know Mm -hmm. it's like ding 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 red flags how did she not see them like that is where you know he's He's showing his cards he's emily Emily. he's crazy like a fox he's doing all the crazy stuff to like get what he wants out of it just like, like not emily like, does he's and not I'm, like break up with i mean a little bit different from emily because emily's like break them up but mitchum's like you should go to this internship it's like kind of he's not well, saying it he did i mean it's like almost the equivalent of emily Thanks. going to christopher's house and being like yeah if you want if you totally. want Lorelai, you gotta do it now you know like the parallels between the huntsburgers and the gilmores are like bananas bananas because i guarantee you emily and richard are going to be so pissed about this and have absolutely no memory that they did this exact same thing many a couple times i mean she's like oh my god Mm. do you think she considered it at the very like the second time he asked and said the, the um would you still take an opportunity what was it that he said exactly um like, basically, even if he's offering it because he feels guilty about dinner, so the hell what? Yeah. Who cares how you got it? It's been handed to you. See you Monday. Bring a pencil. But see, that's how he treats Logan. Like, he walked in. He's like, I know better than my son being in the newsroom. Like, he has this. He has a gig on the paper, but, like, he's right. not going to actually be here. It's what he does to his own kids. They treat Logan like poop, and that's why Logan acts out, because they... It's I don't know how to say it. Like they assume he's gonna screw it up, so he does. What lo, Scott? What do you think of Mitchum? I I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a good villain. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he's oh great. He's such a good actor. The I mean, actor is just, amazing. Oh, he's just oh so solid. God. He's so. He's good. in so many good things. He's, he's in so good. So many good things. And what a, it's just such a great character because it's easy to like him, and you know you're not supposed to like him, and he's just—he's right, right. just a man. That's a, that's a forceful talent right there. Mm-hmm. I'm I excited to see how it, he plays out in this. Series. Yeah, I am too. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of him. Yeah, I like this whole Huntsberger thing. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. That's that's a great show right there. That that <laughs> I keep thinking. You know, the Gilmore show or the Huntsburgers, they, they could have spun that up too. Totally, totally. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? Uh, or you know the Hatfields and the, the Huntsburgers. You know the Hatfields and the McCoys? You oh, could totally God. have that with the Gilmores oh, and the and the Huntsburgers. God, I wonder what, I just, man, that would have been something, that show. <laughs> Do you guys have, like, did we cover everything? I feel like it's like, there's so much to unpack in this episode. But I feel like we um, kind of got there. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we I think we did it. Uh, the inn, the Jackson. Uh, funny Nanny. scene. Funny scene. Funny scene when Lorelai's walking by the cart. You know, oh, Jackson's, yeah, yeah, Jackson's yeah. driving yeah. Suki home in the cart. <laughs> uh, Can I throw a flag on the play? And I've mentioned this about the Gilmores before. What's the deal with ringing the doorbell at your own house? What like, do you mean? When Logan and yeah, Rory he should have get a key, to the, right? Oh. Or just open it. Just open it. You freaking live there. 
yeah, and they that, do it that, at the that's... Gilmore's too. The only time I ever ring my mom's doorbell is if the door is locked for some reason and I don't have the key. Like, it's your own house. The only thing I can think of is like their standard is the maid answers the door and like brings you yeah. into the foyer and like, you know, like, yeah, it's a little more proper. I was going to say I for guess. Rory, like I, I knock on my grandparents' door, like I for Rory, but for Logan, it's different because it's his parents' house. So. Right. It's like his house. house where he grew up. It's so, it'd be yeah, like Danielle's- Rory ringing the doorbell at Lorelai's. Weird. Well, yeah, I think they needed to have that scene with his sister before they walked in. So that's, right, how, right. that's how you bring her out. Yeah. He, he, you know, they, he could have done a thing like, oh, God, I don't have my key. Shoot. I have to ring, you know, at least cover it. But you're right to throw a flag. You are Weird. right to throw a flag. Yeah. And then my only that. call out, too, was I love those. I don't, I don't know what they're called. I always call them dragon dogs. They're like, dragons slash dogs they're and they're on top of the fireplace and i used to have one and i dropped it oh yeah if you watch the scene in their house above the fireplace they have these like i'm sure they're not called dragon dogs they're not (laughs) called that that's just what i you know listen let's go back to rory's um gushy uh nature when she walked into the house all the Listen, I've, you know, we've all been in these house types of houses before. Um, and I, you know, I remember, and I was, you know, I wasn't a teenager. I was, you know, 50 years old. And I, you know, I was invited to a party out in Malibu in a hundred million dollar home with Picassos on the wall and Calders hanging from the ceiling and Basquiat's in the downstairs hallway. And it just blew my mind, right? And I was very gushy as a 50 year old man, so... For her to be gushy in that house, I don't think is out of line. Anyway, I yeah. just to point well, that and out. You, no, yeah. I agree with you. And also, if you're trying to impress people, right? And you, and you're you gonna be, be gushy. You want to be a you you want to you want to be uh, positive. You want right. to be enthusiastic, right? Friendly. Right. I love and your she house. is, Thanks and she's there. It's like she, like she, you know, her. She she played her cards and she won the hand and now she's in the house. I mean, she didn't expect to be there so fast, right? I love the part. First of all, no one offers her a drink, and then right. Logan goes to get it, and then she thinks it's alcohol, and she's all, oh, "Logan, I don't think," and he's all, "It's club soda, Ace." I mean, for, yeah, maybe I it should have been that. alcohol. She was like, starting yeah. to get a little like real nervous. Yeah. Uh, does everybody have favorite lines? I liked when uh. The Paris, I don't, um, you're pre-med. Like, I don't like sick people, that, that line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I also like in, when Paris, they say to Paris, she's, everyone's talking about throwing up and vomiting, and she's like, can everybody stop saying vomiting? But I, I don't, I love that whole mess with the abazabas and the tacos and the whole thing. <laughs> Mine was when uh, Paris is, or not Paris, Rory is is talking to Logan, telling her, telling him that she is not a, you know, a casual dater. And she, and he starts asking her questions and she's like, I need a taco. That was one of the good ones. Yeah. Amy? I mean, I still will say, even though I had many in this one, you landed mm-hmm. the whale. You're Annette Benning. I mean, that was like, oh, also, did you see who said it? I can't remember when someone says, um, it might've been you. Why don't you go watch Ellen dance around? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on bed rest. Right. <laughs> that was so rad. That was so yeah, rad. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's not dancing no more, is no. she? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the last couple seasons, she didn't either. So oh, she stopped yeah. dancing because of her like bad back or something. Yeah, I used to watch it. Just put it on the background. And I was like, oh, she stopped dancing like the last three seasons. Yeah. Also, I love lamb chops. I just have to say that, Scott. <laughs> I do too. Good. Yeah, I feel bad for the lambs, but <laughs> I do. I watched Poison. I, I watched Poison. <laughs> you guys, I said it. I watched Poison, and it makes me not want to eat again. But it's fine. I will. Well, okay. Why, <laughs> why do you why do you why do you watch those things? So good. So can good. we just enjoy our lamb and our steak, please? <laughs> for sure. For God's sake. Um. All right. Uh. Oh yeah. My. What was your favorite line? Uh, Did I you say? It. I said it. I said the Annette, but I still say the Annette Benning one. Uh, I like the Michelle line about ain't no mountain high enough in the kitchen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so what do we give this, guys? Oh, come on. It's, it's, Tara, what Nine are you doing Nine out of here? ten. Oh, go ahead. No, it's Danielle. Go ahead. Sorry. Nine out of ten tacos. Oh, it's like my <laughs> tacos. Um, nine out of ten club sodas. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten lamb chops. Amy, you should have said Abba Zabba's. Oh yeah, good one. <laughs> you, you don't get a second bite of the apple. She committed to <laughs> lamb chops, and that's what it shall be. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Mitchum Huntsberger's Velasquez. Good one. Mm-hmm. Good one. What's next? Uh, what is next? It's episode 20. Oh, my and, God. And the title is something that's really, really interesting. If It's <laughs> it's how many crow pogs to Cape Cod? Oh. Yes. Yes. Cro- crow pogs. Is that like as the crow flies? I don't know what a crow pog is. As the you know, all right, so that's season five, episode 20. God, we're almost at the end of season five. Anyway, that is gonna wrap it up. Um, thanks everybody, Tara, Danielle, Amy. Um, always amazing, and uh, best fans on the planet. Thank you so much, everybody, for downloading your cards and letters. Keep them coming, we love them on the potty, we read them on the potty, we love (laughs) to read them on the potty, like Amy does. Um, and we will, uh, and remember, we, I am all in. Stay Thank safe, everyone. Again. Follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, 
They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.